Warning, what you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Strawberries to me taste like something that have gone bad. Like if I'd never had a strawberry before, I tried one. I'd be like, someone's like, "Oh, try this," and I took a bite. I was like, "Oh shit, you shouldn't be eating these. I think they've they've spoiled." Weird. Have you just not That's... had a, like a proper strawberry before? Oh like no, a I've fresh had fresh strawberry. No, I ha- I have I have. It's not like I tried them one time and I was like, I've tried them multiple times, and each time I'm like, nope, can't do it. Weird. What about raspberries? I'm allergic to raspberries. Oh, nice. I'm allergic to raspberries, blackberries, marionberries, uh, any of those little uh, brambly, clustery type berries. Can't Holy shit. You're missing yeah. out on so much? Mm-hmm. That's wild. I, uh, I won't, it won't kill me or anything. But So you I... literally can only have or- orange marmalade. You can't have any of the other proper jams and jellies. Correct. I mean, orange marmalade is the best. So right, yeah. So when, like when a... you get the fucking uh, the the brine shavings in there. Oh, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, I'm I'm, com- so I'm coming out on top either way. Yeah. You know, um, it's crazy how yeah. much sugar is in that shit though. You like you get one oh, jar. Oh, I know. Like I love mm-hmm. that stuff so much. I'll just start eating it with a spoon, and then I'm halfway through, and I'm like, oh, I just ate like a three pound bag of sugar. Great. Right. <laughs> now I'm going Total, into yeah. cardiac arrest. <laughs> right. I gotta eat a bag of of chili to <laughs> balance it out. Yeah, it's crazy how like my my vices or mm-hmm. like guilty pleasure foods that seem like not very bad are like pretty bad. Yeah, like no wonder I had a kidney stone. Yeah, actually, yeah, well, that was from all... that was from having too much uh, calcium supplements. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> they were just sitting there on the counter what am i supposed to do not take extra calcium i need. I mean i guess bones. you're right yeah that's a good point to prepare for the inevitable environmental and societal collapse i gotta have strong bones mm-hmm. and a strong constitution so i'm mm-hmm. drinking i'm taking too much calcium supplements i'm drinking pre-workout now i'm pra- practically invincible i cannot be killed by conventional weapons at this point well i mean you got that going for you so it feels good I eat vegetables too, though. Like I'm not. I like to drink my vegetables. I like them blended up into cold pressed juice. That's the best. Yeah, but then you, but then you're losing all the fiber. Oh, I get plenty of fiber. Okay, juice is another one of those things where it's you think about it and like, oh, we were, we were kids and like drink this, it's good for you. Like, no, it's not. Well, we didn't like we had such basic ass juice, right? It was right. either apple or orange, right? And you just or look maybe at that grape. You look at that, and you look at like, oh, you took all the, you took all most of the good parts of the of the fruit out of it, and now you're just left with the sugar and a little bit of vitamin C. Oh yeah, we were drinking. We had the poor people concentrate, right? The frozen yeah. concentrate. Like there is not an yeah. ounce of nutrition in that shit. Yeah, it was just filler, but it was only like I think it was like ninety nine cents or seventy nine cents right. a can. So like, how could you not mm-hmm. when you're trying to stretch a hundred dollars as far as it'll go? I mean, but at that point, you might as well just be drinking soda, you know? It's like, I'd be like, here you go, kid. Here's some water. It's like, we, th- but we thought of that as like a healthy thing to, to eat and yeah. drink. And it's like, no, you can't have soda. Here, have some juice. Like, okay. And even grape juice, right? Grape juice is practically wine. 
it's like right. one step like it just hasn't been sitting out long enough like that's the only difference I mean that's where it all starts right you know like your little kid you have the grape juice it's the gateway <laughs> I love that's how that's how all these staple foods we have were created like oh cheese and yogurt and and all that uh somebody just left some milk out right like whoops it went bad let me try it oh it's, it's actually good yeah oh I, I accidentally left this bucket of grapes out sitting out too long hmm the juice is quite tasty and it's giving <laughs> me this intoxicating feeling it's like it's much better than it was before yeah like soups and stews and everything it's like well we're not gonna survive the winter unless we eat something so let's take all this shit that's just like leftover random crap and we'll put it into one pot and cook it until it smells good I mean that makes that still still makes more sense because you always hear about like yeah it's like how was bread invented or how was this invented and it was like it was an accident like okay so the one time something rotted it went bad and didn't kill you you're like okay let me try this again so you were purposely rotting things but there had to be like uh, an an era where they were just like trying to figure out the proper rotting technique that doesn't kill you and they're like okay. Billy died on this one, so back to the drawing board. We got to recreate that original rat that didn't kill anybody. <laughs> I love how it's like the earliest people were just like like New Yorkers, <laughs> <laughs> made men from Jersey. <laughs> Who represents the basis of human, like the base base amount of humanity, like just like stripped down raw deal humanity. And that, that's that's who I think of, you know. Yeah. Dude, okay, you know what's crazy? Speaking of Jersey, you know there's that new Sopranos movie coming out, right? The Is it a prequel or a it's sequel? A prequel. So like it's a it's James Gandolfini's real son is playing like a teenage Tony Soprano. I love that we've reached the point that like no one's even dancing around nepotism anymore. It's right. like they're like, Well, we got Gandolfini's son and like everyone just cheers. They're like, hooray. Right. Well, I mean, on the plus side, it does actually look like him. So, you know, I never really watched that show. I'd seen some episodes here and there, but I was like, I, I, want, I looked up. And I was like, when did he die? Like, and I was like, looked up and I looked at the age he died at. And I was like, wait, he was really young. I was like, wait a minute. When did that show start, The Sopranos start? How old was he when it started? So I looked that up. James Gandolfini was 37 in the first season of The Sopranos. And he looked like he was in his late 40s late 40s mid to mid 50s i like yeah. he's two years younger than i am in the sopranos it's crazy to look back like growing up like people talk about uh cheers right norm right. and uh what was the mailman's name cliff yeah cliff yeah, he was like 32 when that show started yeah it's wild and i don't know what it was about that lifestyle or that era that like young people you know looked like they were five or ten years older than they're supposed to be it was crazy right. no wonder we ended up with so many people in the 90s impersonating high school students well you know i mean i also I th one factor i do think is like if you look at people now like people in their 40s still dress like they're 15 you know they're still wearing like gym shorts and a hoodie and uh you know like and stuff like that these days i'm at that crossroads now where like mm -hmm. i see people with like graphics on their t-shirt and i'm just like aren't you a little bit old for that that's how i feel too like i'm like <laughs> i like I like, like oh i'll wear my fun graphic tee i'm like well, should i be wearing this i don't know if i should be wearing this anymore it just makes you feel silly kind of like you forget yeah. like what your face looks like versus like what you're sh what you're wearing on your chest right and it's like does this like match up do i look like a 
a goofy man child? Right. Should I wear a Rugrats t-shirt, you know, to my court date? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to meet my accountant to talk about buying a home. Maybe I should put on a, a button-up shirt instead of wearing, like, my Avengers t-shirt that I bought at Target. I mean, although my dad is 70, and I think he, or 71, 71, and I feel like he wears more graphic tees now than he at any other time in his life. Yeah. See, I, I sort of aspired to be one of those, like, cantankerous old men who, like, wears a, a t-shirt tucked in with a belt, and, the, like, the graphic is, like, the, the place I was just at. Right. Or, like, maybe some kind of, like, crazy, like, I don't give a fuck type uh, slogan. Or it's just like I, I swallowed the worm. It's like a picture of a tequila <laughs> bottle or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's perfect. I don't know. I mean, I think that, yeah, I think that's a factor of just like people still dress like their kids, you know, these days. Um, but still, it's like you look at the faces too, and uh, a lot of people. I, that's just was so, so crazy to me that he was fucking thirty seven years old. Yeah, that's nutty. That's absurd. I mean, and he wasn't playing with someone who was thirty seven. He's pro- you know, he's playing a character. I'm certain who's supposed to be much older than that, but still, it's like crazy. That is crazy. Because how old was he when he was in, um, what was that movie? Uh, was it The Last Fortress or The Last, that military movie? It was like a military prison movie. Oh, The Last Castle? That's it. Yeah, I mean, that was around the same time. So, he, I mean, he couldn't have been more than like 40. Wild. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Although, I mean, like, sometimes I'll run into people that I went to high school with, you know, uh, who I haven't seen in a long time or someone I just knew from the past, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, man, like, you look a lot older than me. Yeah, that's, like, I'm so fascinated with that, like, seeing how people turned out. Because some people look, you know, they're the spitting image, right? I'm like, oh, right. yeah, I know exactly who you are. And then there's other people, and I'm like, I don't recognize you at all. And then I wonder how that, if anybody looks at me and like what they, they think. Because I feel like I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I mean, some days I'm like, I don't recognize you at all. But then other days I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I feel exactly the same. You, to me, you look identical to you did like when we met. Oh, like, weird. N- nearly 20 years ago. That's very strange. That, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure if I did a side by side photo of you, I'd be like, okay, yeah, you're looking a little older. You got some grays or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you uh, definitely look the same, but better. Back then, you looked like more of like a witch, like you were uh-huh. like real pointy, yeah, and like real like rail thin. Now you look a lot more like filled out and like healthy. To yeah. Me. Uh, Francis often says that, like if, by looking back over pictures that I don't look any different like any older from like when i was like 20 i just look like a completely different person every like six to seven years yeah i could i could buy that if i ever if i ever like commit horrible crimes i won't have to get the reconstructive surgery like they did in the early 90s movies it's true you're you're more like the shadow where you just Mm -hmm. like you can change how people perceive you yeah i'll just wait just look the same i'll just wait a year going hiding for a year or two and come out looking like a completely different person yeah, you'll just reemerge under a new identity. That's the plan. I like I'm on the fence about judging the way people dress, right? And be like, "Oh, you're dressed like a kid." Cuz in some ways it's like, well, like a meteor just passed by Earth, you know, and was this close to 
destroying us all. Like you dress how you want to wear. Well, know, sure, yeah. Wear wear pajamas to work and dress like a four year old and or you know dress like a a private investigator. You know, put on a a full suit and trench coat like Dick Tracy if you want. Like who gives a crap? Just don't wear like a fedora with a utility kilt because that. Well, is see, that's that's what I was egregious. gonna. That's what I was literally go- going to say. It's like, well, where is this line drawn? Because like, obviously, you're like, yeah, where it's comfortable, you this and that. But then there, we all have that line where it's just like, okay, this person has gone too far. I think we know it when we see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel. I feel like yeah. The older I get, the more I want to be like. I don't want to look like a dad or anything, but I want to be like. You know what? I should dress or, or or a yuppie or anything like that, like with like a like a like a North Face vest and LL Bean shit. But I do want to look like an adult, like you know, a good looking adult. I hate the way those like Patagonia like puffy jackets look. Right. However, yeah. I understand the effectiveness of their construction, and I know how warm they are, and I yeah, like but- how like low profile they are so i'm like i'm really on the fence because i hate the way they look but i love the the effectiveness of the utility why you can get something you can get something that does both well i've decided to just stick to i mean they typically don't have hoods right Mm -hmm. they just have like that sort of almost like a turtleneck type collar i've decided to just stick to jackets with hoods and so i won't ever have to like think about it anymore like, well, they don't have a hood, so I'm not concerned about it. Okay, there you go. You just cut it out. Yeah. Plus, I like the I like the jackets with the uh, it's like a fabric elastic cuff uh-huh. on the sleeves. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, like all adults had those jackets, and I was like, "Ooh, that's cool." It mm. made me feel cool when I got to wear one, and so now that's exclusively the kind of jacket that I buy. Well, there I don't you know go. what they're You're- called, but. I mean, I think there's lots of jack, different styles of jackets, and some of them have those sleeves. Like a bomber jacket will have those, yes, but it's, exactly. it doesn't have to be a bomber jacket that has them. You know? No, I don't like a bomber jacket. A- under any circumstances? It's pretty rare. Like, that style of jacket just doesn't mm-hmm. really do it for me. Although I do like the World War II style with the like the yeah. big uh, collar flaps. I'm yeah. into that. I just got one of those. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. Yeah, it's nice. I don't like the leather though. No, no, I, it's like I got the, it's like the nylon. Oh yeah, you know, green bomber jacket, but it has like a, a like the big furry collar. Yeah, I can't it's, deal with the like the modern bomber jackets with the I don't know what you call that, like the tapered collar, and then the arms like puff out and like it just turns you into like a I don't know, like a popsicle. Right. Yeah, I understand. Like a cake ball on a stick. I don't know. Yeah, it makes you welcome, too, too top heavy. Welcome to our new podcast, Fashion Talk with yeah. Ethan Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> Where we guide you how to be an adult. <laughs> we're in our mid-30s, we're getting older, and we're starting to think uh, very seriously about the clothes we wear, finally. Heath, we're in our late 30s. Like, let's. I consider myself in my mid-30s until I cross the threshold of my upcoming birthday, so... When you like, you turned like thirty eight in like a week or two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm you're still s- in my mid thirties. Okay. I'd say thirty, thirty three to thirty seven is mid thirty. See, I would say thirty three to thirty six mm. is mid. 
because then like 33 to 37, that is one, two, three, four, five years in your mid thirties, but you're only going to give two years to your late thirties and your early thirties. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so two weeks from now, you're going to be in your late 30s. Just let me have it, man. Just All right, yeah. <laughs> you're, sorry, sorry you're not like an old geezer like me. Yeah, yeah, you're you're about to age out. We're going uh, to farm you for whatever organs are still working and whatever kind of nutrients. And uh, Good luck, good luck. You're going to be highly disappointed. brain juice. We're not, this is not a show about fashion. No, man. This is the show where I say howdy, 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 movie lovers. Or maybe it's only two howdies. I can't remember. But uh, it's the Trashy Podcast. Yep. Where we give Overlooked Gems a second chance, and we're Mm -hmm. out to prove once and for all that there are no garbage movies, only garbage opinions. It's me, Elliot, and Keith Vance. That's right. We're your drive-time hosts. We're here every couple of weeks coming right at you with the hottest celebrity gossip and dating advice and fashion tips you could ever want 97.7 the buzz why don't we if we did just one episode just completely flip it like start out the gates like no none of our little like jabber jabber or what we normally do we just at the beginning like say hey this is a trash heap and then talk about a completely different subject but in an organized manner like not about movies we talked about cars but it's like but it wasn't just chit chat it was what the show is about now, or it becomes a true crime podcast. Those are popular or like a lifestyle, like podcast. I Um, actually think you probably have a lot to say in, in terms of food preparation. I think uh that would probably be a, like a food podcast. Like cooking with Keith. No, I don't, I'm not going to cook. I only cook things that are fast, like scrambled eggs. No, I'm cooking with Keith. I'm cooking with you. Oh, so I'm the, I'm the skillet. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm, the, putting, I'm, putting... I'm the the stovetop wok. I'm the three three gallon uh, pot. No, it's more like, hey, Elliot, can you teach me how to make? <laughs> can you teach me how to make a chicken? Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, I'll show you how to cook a chicken. All right. Yeah, you're a, you're definitely a food guy. Okay, yeah, we just we just change the whole thing. We just do an episode. Don't even like mention like, hey, we're doing a special episode. We just talk. Just like as if that's what always we done, and then that like becomes a huge hit. Yeah, all of a sudden it's Elliot's uh, this week on the trash heap. Elliot's telling you how to make uh, the pate for a perfect bon mi sandwich. And then yeah, and then that's that's just our life now. Yeah, and that's like what yeah, we do. everybody just it skyrockets in popularity, and mm-hmm. no one gives a crap that we stop talking about movies. They're like, thank God, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> thank God they stopped talking about that stupid shit. All right, but speaking of movies, that is what we're here to talk about, sort of. Uh, not this week. We're just gonna... not this week. <laughs> nope. I guess we did have that one episode where I just derailed it until it was over. Yeah, meatballs. Trash heap goes yeah. to summer camp. I... We never, we never talked about a single movie. No, I kept trying to. I, I was alluding towards uh, different camp movies and uh, never got around to it because yeah, you kept interrupting. Which uh, you know, you guys can check out that full episode not only on uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, also YouTube. Get a YouTube, YouTube YouTube channel. Yeah, that full episode is up on YouTube along with a handful of others. Some weird videos uh, where Elliot teaches you how to survive uh, uh, your local town werewolf. Oh, yeah. Uh, a la Silver Bullet. Um, we've also got the Elliot Lost in the Movies. 
quadrilogy, the the yeah. four part epic. Uh, and then there's also a special episode, a, a trailer reaction video that I did with uh, my buddy the Rhino. So uh, head on over to YouTube and just search for the the Trashy Podcast. We don't have one of those cool vanity URLs, but uh, it's over there. Go ahead and uh, you, subscribe, uh, and uh, there'll be sporadically videos posted. I guess. You have a friend who's a rhinoceros. Yeah, seven seven feet tall, five hundred pounds. I once saw him run headlong through a brick wall, and it it didn't even phase him. You have a, he's or, an indestructible hide. He's only five hundred pounds, for, and that's pretty small for a rhinoceros, isn't it? Yeah, but he's using like the power of uh, physics and shit. An object ever, uh, object in motion tends to stay in motion. Have you ever seen a rhinoceros in person? Uh yeah, I think so. It's insane. It doesn't look like a real thing. No, it looks like a like a dinosaur. It looks like a di- it looks like a dinosaur, but it looks like a fake dinosaur. It's like someone made a, a dinosaur that never existed. Yeah, all those thick, leathery animals. I'd I'd even argue that a hippopotamus and an elephant don't quite look real. I'm convinced that the elephants are not real. That it is just an elaborate prank with like people inside of a, 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 a like a leather sack. With like gears and pulleys, right? Because they're always smirking and have that twinkle in their eye, like they're like, "Ha ha ha!" You think this is real, but it's not. Every single the, elephant has that same look. Coincidence? And the way they, I don't. It's not a coincidence. And the way they move is like when you watch, uh, like behind the scenes movie stuff, where it's like animatronics, you know, before they've been edited, and it's just like jerky motions, and looks like they're about to fall, collapse all the time. Not a real animal. Hey, remember 20 minutes ago when we were like, hey, let's talk about movies now? No, that was just a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> ah, it, felt, it felt like a lifetime. <laughs> Feels like forever ago. What's this about today, Keith? Well, yeah, we don't actually don't have a specific movie to talk about today. We're just uh, actually going to be talking, like, when the, by the time this episode drops, it's going to be October. That's right. It's going to be that, that spooky season, that uh, uh, goosebumpy time of the year and now that you know everyone's sort of obsessed with holidays like they're clinging to holidays because they have you know no hope for the future and Mm -hmm. and and now uh everyone's like oh christmas starts in july and and halloween starts in you know february and all this nonsense we are going to at least acknowledge that uh halloween does start in october so we're going to just be talking about uh what our plans for october are and uh maybe chat about some halloween memories and uh also talk about like uh halloween candy and uh, halloween treats and then Mm -hmm. uh uh, i also wanted to just uh touch on some of the movies i'm planning to watch throughout the month of october because it's gonna be a little different like i'm gonna really forego kind of the traditional like these are the movies i always watch to get into the mood and the spirit of the season like i'm going to do something a little different for myself so i wanted to get your thoughts on all of that shit and uh, we'll see what else comes up so this is kind of uh and then maybe we'll talk about uh what we might want to do for uh, trash ween coming up uh, at the end of the month because uh yep i'm not going to abandon that uh, tradition Mm-mm. not ready yet not ready to let it go well, Keith, what what are you gonna watch this this uh this month, or what have you been watching? Well, as my first official act of the month of Halloween, I am going to the bathroom. All right, guys, let's count how long it takes Keith to pee. I read recently that you should, your 
pee should be about 20 seconds from start to finish. If it's shorter, you're peeing, you're going to the bathroom too much. If it's longer, you're not going to the bathroom enough. You're holding it for too long. So let's take a look and find out. Seems like it's already over. I think he's washing his hands. Wait, no, there's another faucet. Yeah, that was that was too quick. Ha ha ha! Very funny. I I edit the podcast. I can put whatever I want in there. I could it's go true. back to a previous episode where you're saying something really dumb and just add it in there, and it'll be like yeah. You could just string a bunch of like random words that I say out of context together and get me to confess to some horrible murder. Yeah, or you're gonna be like, uh, "Oh, Vladimir Putin is a great guy. All hail the supreme leader, Kim Kim Jong Un." Those are two different guys. You're you're aware, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Um. Well, yeah. So back to back to it. You got any fun plans? Any Halloweeny stuff? I don't know. I'm on the fence about, uh haunted houses there because there's quite a few pretty cool haunted houses in our area washington state Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are outdoors which is cool like there's like a one that's kind of just a a mile and a half or or maybe half a mile that sounds correct of uh just like a a wooded area where Mm -hmm. they've set up a haunted house which is pretty cool but they tend to get so busy that I'm not necessarily excited to do that. So I don't right. know. I may do some haunted house business. I may not. Honestly, I still have fond memories of us going to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal oh, Studios a, back in 2018. That was a lot of fun. But it's not, I don't know if I could really do it again. It's like, that was sort of like the pinnacle. And so any anything after that is just not quite as exciting because we saw some really cool stuff the trick-or-treat maze was cool the poltergeist maze was one of my favorites oh that was amazing that was incredible uh i also really enjoyed the stranger things business and uh i didn't really like the halloween maze that they had the the gimmick of michael myers just popping up like 15 times was right did not work for me (laughs) at all (laughs) that was kind of lame like wait a second there's only one michael myers and he's not was, that fast you know what was cool on that thing was when uh like we took that little train through the back lot oh and yeah like, oh. and then we were like yeah, there's that the- downed uh like a, a plane crash and it's like right. literally a plane fuselage like ripped yeah. open yeah and then like remember we went past the uh it was the hotel or the motel from psycho yeah and there was like people running out, yelling help, and then like crazy people grabbing them, pulling them back into the hotel rooms and slamming the doors. Oh yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was pretty nice. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Remember that old woman who was like in one of the, she was like already in one of the, the haunted houses, and I think it was like the, she didn't work there; she just lived there. Yeah, she just lived there. <laughs> no one could tell the difference. No, she was just like one of the guests trying to go through it. And and she was just like frozen, and, and she's like, I can't move, I can't go any further, like I can't get out, I can't, I can't go the way I came or go forward. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, at she all. was terrified, terrified, and like it wasn't even one of the scary ones. It was, uh, it was like the Universal Horror Monsters. So it was like Frankenstein and. Oh, it's the stuff that scared her yeah, when she was like, a child. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, exactly. And there's like, there's someone who works there. It's like, miss, you just have to go forward. Like you have to keep moving. Like, it's the only way to get out. That's weird. I feel like if I, I saw that, I would have been like, ma'am, take my arm. I'll, I'll get you through this. No, you laughed at her. Maze of Frankensteins. That doesn't sound real at all. I mean, it wasn't like you like were like cackling at her. You're like, oh my god, check out this lady. What's she gonna do? Was she by herself? No, she had like her kids with her. Oh, okay. Like adult kids, you know. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's probably yeah. why I didn't. I didn't clock yeah. it. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good time though. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to recreate that. You know, like particularly like after you've done that. Like, what are you gonna do? Just go to. You know what you could do is just flip it all the way and take it back to the roots. You could go to like a corn maze. Those are pretty good. Well, when was the last time you were at an actual pumpkin patch? Um, I want to say like five years ago, maybe four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, they've got I, one I just over in like Redmond and Snohomish and mm. over over that way. There's a bunch. How do you, I haven't been to one since I was a kid, and I was thinking back, like, how did you find things like that then? Because now I would just Google pumpkin patch. Well, yeah, back then you would either have to, you would have to drive around. Right. Right, and see the sign, or you would have to know someone, and they would tell you, or you would read about it in the paper, or see it on the news, or hear about it on the radio. I mean, there's also a variety th- of channels. I was also thinking about that in terms of like renting a cabin, like even with like things like Airbnb, it can be hard to find something where you're looking for, you know, and like, how would you have done that in the past? Like there wasn't like, oh, here we go. Here's the cabin listings in the phone book. Well, I think for things like that, you would consult a travel agent oh. or the, um, of an area that tells you where the stuff is. Uh, maybe the Chamber of Commerce. Oh yeah, I guess so. Something like that. Yeah, I All these I, are... I miss that. Like, I wish that I had gotten more of a chance as an adult to just do that kind of stuff. Like, wow, we really have to like work to find this shit. Because when it's so easy, like all of a sudden you go to all these places and like they're all crowded because everybody knows about it. Right. Exactly. And if you've listened to it any of the the last like 10 episodes like you've probably heard me complaining about crowded areas and lines and traffic people it's all i complain about all right well i would say i would say corn maze try that out yeah give it a shot you get real muddy right they got a lot of mud it won't be a weird for an adult man to go to a corn maze by himself no not at all it'll be totally normal yeah people will be like oh are you here with your family i'll be like no and like i just really like corn what a wholesome individual this must be. <laughs> There's a farm over on the east side that has all that stuff. But the the one thing that stuck out to me, there's also like, they have like those miniature pumpkins, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're all like stacked up in a barrel or something. And then they have a catapult. And you, you take the mini what? pumpkins and you just launch them from the catapult. Or like, it's like a big like slingshot. But there's no like, you just see how far you can launch it. No, there's not like a target or anything. I mean, there may have been like a like a scarecrow or something to hit, but yeah, I was like, "What? This seems wasteful." Couldn't you can't think of anything better to do with uh, these goddamn mini pumpkins? I don't know. I still back it. I like this idea. I've never until I until I've seen it for myself. I'm going to be optimistic. About oh yeah, it. if I was a kid, I would lose it. But now oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm a practical adult who's like, "What's the utility of this? That seems inefficient." Yeah, I guess so. But <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what uh, do you what do you do? What are your traditions? Do you decorate? You live in kind of a spooky apartment already. 
right what with your saccadas and what have you so how do yeah. you get get everything ready for the halloween season you know uh, not a whole lot like honestly like uh Sometimes we'll put up some decorations. It's been a while since I've actually carved a pumpkin. I think I'm going to do that this year. Oh, man. that's I, um, I, I know I just asked you a question and was patiently waiting for an answer, yeah. but I have to interject because I was always against the stupid, cheap, like, plastic pumpkin carving kits. Yes. And I am happy to admit I was sorely wrong about the oh, effectiveness. Yeah. Those toolkits are a 10 out of 10. If you try to use traditional knives and things like that, no, no good. You're a psychopath. Those tiny little plastic saws and scoopers and all those like detailed tools they have are tremendous. And like you can get those packs for like, I don't know, five or six bucks. And they come with a book of stencils, like like carving patterns for you to try out. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. No, they're they're fantastic. I I used to think the same thing, but no, they're, they're the way to go. But yeah, I think I'll uh, carve a pumpkin this year for sure. Haven't done that in a long time. You know, I got to say, the past handful of years, Halloween's been kind of disappointing to me. I mean, when we, like, well, yeah, when we, in 2018, we went and did Horror Nights. That was awesome. Uh, But one, I just feel like, I mean, obviously, you know, last year, nothing was really going on for good reason. Uh, And, but it just seems like, Every year, it seems less and less Halloweeny in the world. If that makes sense, doesn't you? Don't get that spooky vibe. I don't, I don't see kids trick or treating as much. They all go to the mall to trick or treat. Or do they? They do those trunkoweens where it's just like going around to cars in a parking lot. Yeah, the with stuff pe- like people they know. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, like you go to a Halloween party and like the costumes are every year less spooky, or if people are even wearing costumes at all. Oh, God, I can't wait. This year is going to be disgusting with people dressed as, like, YouTubers and memes. And How many people do you think are going to dress up as, like, I'm COVID? Yeah, or Tiger King. Yeah. But, yeah, the COVID thing is going to be a fucking night. Or people dressed as Corona bottles. It's going to be... I fucking hate it. ...upsetting. It's going to be very difficult to go online at all in the weeks leading up to Halloween, I'm sure. I really f- I really feel that your Halloween costume should be something sp- either spooky, like, you know, like classic vampire, ghost, whatever. But and if it's not spooky, if it's funny or something, it has to be v- very creative. I'll never forget uh, maybe like 2016 or 2017 going to a bar and I was mm-hmm. dressed as like a ghoul with like a really cool mask uh, that had... Uh, it like fit my head and face perfectly and it had like a gross wig on top of it uh and like you know fangs and a bloody mouth and stuff and i'm wearing like ragged clothing and i go in and me and my buddy are uh getting a beer and i didn't take the mask off so i had to drink my beer through the straw but these uh these two other bar patrons were giving me the side eye and kind of like hushed their conversation when we kind of pulled up you know within a few feet of them i shit you not they were dressed as a bottle of sriracha Wait, let me get, i was i was gonna say sriracha yeah one yeah. was the that stupid cheap like sriracha costume with the just fucking, a t-shirt and the green hat well they had the green like head yeah. head cone but it was just like yeah it was shitty foam and just flopped over and i was like mm-hmm. oh cool and then the other person i think was a they weren't captain crunch they were a box of captain crunch Ugh. So it wasn't even like, oh, I have like a cool mustache and a like a captain's hat and all this stuff. It was like I'm just wearing a box with graphics on it. And I was like, man, 
this is fucking nonsense. It's so upsetting. Yeah, I'm not into that. That's why really I will not. defend like the sexy costumes until the day I die because usually they are at least half spooky. Like sexy uh-huh. Freddy Krueger or sexy Jason Voorhees. That's now, I'm totally fine with it. Like if you've you... got plus like shout out to all these makeup artists. I am continually impressed with all these makeup artists who it seems like they do just like traditional like beauty makeup. Mm-hmm. And then you see them apply their techniques to like stage and theater and like horror monster oh, yeah. makeup. Totally. And like they really cook up some incredible things. Like that shit is so fun to watch every single year because they'll bust out just some really creative and really impressive stuff. If you're just a fucking box of something, like please go to hell. Because yeah, we really have lost that sort of like the mischief and the the eeriness. And like you look at those vintage photos of people just wearing like these cobbled together masks that are like so creepy yeah i miss yeah i I miss all that stuff yeah it just seems like and it's not just because i'm getting older or anything it just seems the world is less halloweeny around halloween time these days so yeah haven't been having a lot of fun doing that stuff uh, did you ever know anyone like there always used to be someone uh who would show up to a party like a good-looking person Sometimes not a good-looking person, but they'd show up as the crow. Crow? No. I've blocked them out. Oh, okay. Actually, I don't think I've ever legitimately seen anyone dress up that I know anyway or been at a party where someone was dressed up as the crow. I remember that, like, specifically in college, in, like, the mid-2000s, there was always, always somebody dressed up as the crow. Are you sure it just wasn't a goth kid? He's like, "This this this is my costume. He's like, if I was, he dresses up like as a normal person. Oh, is it Halloween? I didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, so that's probably my big Halloween plan. So you're not much of a Halloween guy. I no, I actually am. I've just been like so. uh, Yeah, you've actually had some legendary Halloween costumes. Yes, I don't know. I'm just like I'm not going to any Halloween parties this year. You know, it's still a little weird for that for me. You know. I don't know. I'm going to go the weekend, the weekend of Halloween, but coming back on Halloween day, I'm going to go to a cabin in Lilywap, Washington, on the Hood, uh, on the Hood Canal, near Hamahama, and hang out there. Seems maybe some some creepy sea creatures will come out of the water. I feel like you're leaving a lot of clues. Like you want people to find you. No, like they're, they're just coming to my trap. <laughs> yeah, like they'll just pop in. Like, hey, Elliot, I brought some twisted tea. Let's party, bro. Hell yeah! There we go. That sounds like my kind of Halloween. <laughs> um, no, I will. Uh, I mean, last year for Halloween, I don't know if you recall. Uh, I got, I got a, I, I recreated the uh, the no f- uh, no face feast from spirited away and then i had a no face costume and then uh, ate it in my apartment yeah that was pretty cool i was very impressed so i, I, I was also slightly surprised i didn't expect a, a an anime type concept from you well i'm not like a necessarily like an anime person like i'm not one of those people who's like i love anime but i like it the way i like anything else if it's good it's good i do like um the studio uh, Ghibli or Ghibli, uh, however, I've heard it pronounced both ways. I like their movies. I really like Spirited Away a lot. 
Uh, no face is pretty cool. And I mean, just the opportunity to make all that food and recreate that was a lot of fun. This year, you should uh, recreate the meals from Fist of the North Star. Isn't that just like someone's balls who've, that have gotten ripped off? No, it's a it, they're in a like a wasteland where everyone's starving, so they actually don't get to eat. And if they do eat, it's probably just a pile of sand. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds great, Keith. <laughs> or, what a great fucking idea. Or, or I mean, when when Kenshiro gets going, he's handing out knuckle sandwiches. So I mean, that oh my could, god, that's one idea. <laughs> I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull the plug on this right now, Keith. If only you could. Oh, but no, I do. I always watch the spooky movies all month and do all that stuff. And now you said you were gonna do uh, do things a little differently this year. Yeah, I don't want to watch the same old shit that I've always watched. I watched a couple of newer movies that I hadn't mm-hmm. seen, um, and it got me kind of excited. And so I'm like, I'm gonna just crank through this list of scary movies that i have uh a lot of the new shit hitting netflix and things like that mm-hmm. so i'm not going to be watching probably unless i see it uh somewhere uh like halloween 3 or night of the demons or any of those mm-hmm. movies that are kind of staples of my halloween halloween lineup i also have a problem like i don't i i'm so confused sometimes by people who are like oh my favorite halloween movie is uh the shining or the exorcist First of all, The Shining is a. Uh, I'll, I'll give it give it to The Shining. It's a good winter, uh, spooky movie to watch. But Halloween, like I don't know, I don't really associate it with Halloween. Same with The Exorcist. Like, well, I mean, they're just horror. They're just like horror movies, you know. Like they got ghosts and ghouls, and you know. Yeah, and they're literally demons. two of the most well known horror movies of all time. Like that's such low hanging fruit. I mean, yeah, agreed. But I mean, like. I do think those two are, you know, classics for a reason, you know, like you watch those and you're like, yep, this is really fucking good. Um, Sure. But I mean, there's movies like, you know, Halloween or Night of the Living Dead or things like that. Yeah. I mean, those are also like, I think, classic staples of of the genre. Um, But I, I, yeah, I see your point, you know, like maybe you want to get a little more festive um or just seasonally connected yeah i guess so yeah how would you define seasonally connected it takes place in october or it's just or just like has sort of a fall feeling to it with like leaves sure leaves falling and you know people bundled up in jackets and what have you like um i mean i think Regardless of how it looks on a second viewing, I think Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark is a pretty solid addition, especially if you have like a, you know, kids in their early, like maybe like the 10 to 13 range, like Scary oh, Stories yes, that to Tell in the definitely, Dark is pretty good. Definitely has a fall feel. I know? mean, it really it literally starts out with the fucking, you know, song Season of the Witch by, yeah. uh, what's that guy's name? Donovan? Yeah, that's it. Donovan. Is it Donovan? Yeah. Okay. But it's a good, um, like, that whole opening is has some good vibes to it, and uh, some of the monsters in that movie are pretty cool, especially the Scarecrow guy. I forget his name. Yeah, no, the, the monsters are all great in that. 
Oh yeah, that's, that's a good one. I'm gonna actually gonna be watching. I'm gonna be finishing the R.L. Stein Fear Street movies. I enjoyed those. I've I put those off for a while, so I'm gonna check those out. Those yeah, those are very good ones for the the season, as you were saying. I have been like in the pre October. I've been warming up with uh, the those you know those classic late eighties, early to mid nineties bad neighbor or usurper moves into the house and takes over type movies like single white female types type movies because they're like you know horror adjacent they're a good warm-up into the scene and also i i neglected a lot of those like when they came out yeah to me those movies were for adults right because usually it, it dealt with adults like in a, a tense conflict and having to take justice into their own hands and there was probably some kind of like tawdry sexual situations occurring right. at some point and so i always like oh that's for that's for grown-ups there is right like, there's no monsters or slime or like anything like that all right some of them are a lot of fun though i gotta say you know and uh I'm watching a handful of those. I watched one uh, the other day called Mikey, which uh, stars the kid from Blank Check as a murderous adopted son. And I got to say, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. This takes sort of, this bridges the gap between, say, like, the good son and child's play. Right, exactly, yeah. Or it's like, yeah, it's definitely, it's, when you like you were saying, like, uh, you know, like, Single white female or the hand that rocks the cradle. Those were movies for adults. This is a little bit more salacious and exploitive than those movies. And and just is kind of more just a straight up horror movie. Uh, It's really, it was a lot of fun. It's the kid from blank check. He, uh, in the first, in the first five minutes, he kills his current adopted family and then uh, blames it on a man with bushy hair. Gets adopted by a new family. Don't know. They don't know any of the details of his of his murderous past. His records were sealed, but the teacher, she, his school teacher, she's on to something. And what's unique about this movie is, uh, it turns out Mikey's the hero. The murdering boy is the hero. He no one successfully thwarts him at anything. Uh, he then he fakes his own death and moves on to get adopted and kill again. Now there's lots of th- movies where like the killer gets away. You know, at the end, like, yeah. but like the protagonists have, have, you know, at least temporarily stopped him. Like I stopped him from killing me and we thought he was dead, but then it turns out he was still alive. Nope. That doesn't happen. There's one person who survives and it wasn't even because she su- successfully eluded him. He just kind of gets bored of chasing her. And then like, he's like, oh, I got to go kill my dad now. I'll, I'll, I'm busy. So he just keeps killing and no one stops him. No. Yeah, and no exactly. one ever knows that it was him. No. Or at least the people that do end up dead. I mean, there's the the right the 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 one girl who survives. She knows that he was a killer, but no one else who witnessed him being a killer is still alive. They think he's dead because he faked his own death. And then the movie ends with like a psychiatrist or an ad- someone at an adoption agency being like, "Well, we found him wandering on Highway Nine with amnesia." Once we just stopped trying to look for his family, we decided to put him into the adoption system, and now he's yours. And he walks through the room, and he goes like, "Hi, I'm Josh." Totally different name. Want to play? Pretty much. He goes, "Are you going to be my new mommy and daddy?" Oh, this kid has got some great lines. Right before he kills his teacher, who is on to him, he says, "You know, you are my best teacher ever. You taught me so many things, but now I need you to teach me one more thing." And he goes. 
what's that, Mike? He goes, how to die. And then he kills her. Wow. But what is his motivation? Like, what is he out for revenge for? Well, in the first one, in the when he kills his original family, he uh, just, like, gets... Uh, he just gets in trouble for like making a mess or something. So then he kills him. Um, and then other ones, it's kind of like, oh, like uh, his adopted mom, like raises goldfish to sell to people. And then uh, she, he gets mad that she she sold the fish because he is like, I will, I wanted those fish. So he kills her. Um, He has this girl he has a crush on. So she, he, like a much older girl, so he, she kills his her boyfriend because, you know, he's in the way. Uh, he kills his adopted dad just, you know, for uh, being thorough. You know, he can't leave he can't leave him behind, you know. He doesn't kill his best friend, which I thought his best friend and it was gonna was certainly going to die, but like he just he gets away scot free. Oh, interesting. I thought at some point he's gonna be like Wait a minute! Like you're playing with my ball, and then like slit, slit, slit his throat. But no, it doesn't happen. They're like they're they're cool till the end. And, I mean that's about it. I mean that's that's that that's that's Mikey. It's uh, I watched it on one of the things I can't remember, but it's free somewhere. You can watch it. Hell I'd yeah! A, I, I'd give it a go. But yeah, that's how I'm warming up for for October. I watched Single White Female last night. I watched one called Hider in the House with Gary Busey. <laughs> that title is incredible. It's amazing. That's why I watched it. It wasn't great. And I, I remember I told, told you the other day that I was watching, and you said, like, oh, the big twist is he's gonna, that he built the house around himself. And I'm like, that's not the twist. That, like, happens in the movie. That's the setup. <laughs> that's the setup. Is him, he, like, he stumbles upon a house being built, and he's just like, oh, I, I know. I'll build a secret room in it. And, like, goes and into this, like. And I can never leave. Ex- yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. It's got Gary Busey, Mimi Rogers, and Michael McKean. That one wasn't actually that good. The, the 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 premise is delightful. I mean, everyone loves Gary Busey. Um, the movie poster is amazing, which is him staring through a window at a sleeping Mimi Rogers with his hands just pressed up by his face, like the most comical position ever. And, it, and the tagline is, "You can't lock him out. He's already inside." But in the poster, he's not inside. He's outside the house. That's so funny because I just added something to my list that's going to be hitting Netflix here soon called There's Someone Inside Your House. Ooh. And the poster is like a a farmhouse in a cornfield with a giant head floating above it. It turns out it's just like your dad. Your dad's inside your house. Yeah. Or the, the it's a metaphor. It's not like a literal house. Oh, don't get me started on those uh, metaphor movies. Yeah, it's like, no, the house was your heart or the house was your childhood trauma or something like that. <laughs> Did you ever see that, uh, that like, It Comes at Night movie? Oh, I never got around to watching it. I thought it looked super good, and then lots of people kind of spoiled it for me and were like, uh, it's not quite what it seems. And well, you know what you know what comes at night is it, it's, it's nothing. Paranoia. Nothing. Nothing comes at night. Literally nothing. Nervousness. Unease. Like, yeah. It was like, it's like, it's spooky at night. I'm a like, state of dread. Yeah. It was, oh, God. I mean, I'm okay with that, but yeah. It wasn't good. It was real bad. Well, that's too bad. I mean, I feel like they went for something, you know? They they aimed higher, and it missed. 
you know? And that's yeah. what, that's what we're all about. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. I don't care. I can recommend uh, the new Candyman. That one was really good. I liked it a lot. And I would say if you haven't seen the original Candyman at all, or, or even if you just haven't seen it in a long time... It would be very beneficial to watch it. Oh man, that's before a the big new one. Spoiler, Elliot. What are you doing? That's not a spoiler. It sounds like a spoiler. It's not. Trust me, it's not a spoiler. <sighs> it's not a spoiler at all. It's a spoiler but, because if I go in completely cold, I'm missing out on something. No, that's not. It's not like you're. It's just. It just uh, has references. It ties. It just ties into the original. So, because it's not a remake, it's a sequel. Just trust me on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it as soon as it as it hits a viable streaming service for me, for sure. I did. I actually paid uh, like the like the early access rental price, oh boy, like twenty bucks. Yeah, I really wanted to see it. Wow, you absolute madman! I know I did it, but I really liked it, so it was I was worth it to me. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I don't have yeah, I don't have any like big movie plans for what I'm going to watch. I want to kind of do what you're doing, like watch some stuff that are things that are not old classics for me. Uh, yeah, there's th- so th- much th- stuff out there. Like, I heard about this movie uh, Gaia that came out in twenty. 20- oh, sometime yeah, that looked good this yeah. year. Listen to this this plot description. On a surveillance mission in a primordial forest, a park ranger encounters two survivalists following a post-apocalyptic lifestyle. The boy and his philosophical father seem to have their own religion and a mysterious relationship to nature. There are many suspicious aspects to their existence, but when the cabin is attacked by strange post-human beings one night, she learns that there is a greater threat in this emergent wilderness. What the hell? I'm into that. Hell? I'm into that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's some movies though that I'm like. I either have older movies I've never seen or some newer stuff that I'd like to check out. Like I never watched that movie Warlock with uh, Julian Sands. Oh, yo! So Joe Blow put out an awesome video about Warlock Two. Holy shit, that movie looks awesome, and I believe the entire Warlock series is available on Tubi. There we go. So yeah, I'll Tubi get Tubi kills it. Dude, your source for horror this October is definitely Tubi. Holy shit. You want to talk about the the one streaming app that actually feels like a video store? And maybe you could you could make a case for Amazon, but Tubi is fucking it. Totally, man. Yeah. But yeah, Warlock. Let me check that out. Did you ever um, check out Wishmaster? I've never seen that one either. Yeah, there's like four or four or five of those, I think. I mean, those, those, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't not watch them, but they seem not entirely up my alley. I mean, it's all, it's a total gimmick, right? It's right. Uh, the Wishmaster goes up to people and they, they say their wish and he's like, oh, really? And then, you know, twists it ironically. Right. And he also, I want to like- be the biggest man on earth. Oh, you do, do you? And then he stretches them out until right. they cover the earth. Or some shit it also like seems like he yeah, like just like the design of the Wishmaster is a is an era of like creature design that I'm not I'm not into. Yeah. Where it's just like you know what I mean? Like it's like over designed and very like Halloween costumey looking. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like I'm looking at pictures of him right now and it's just like 
if this guy walked up to me and was like, you want your wish granted? I'd be like, buzz off, dude. <laughs> it's like, go back to Hot Topic. Whoa, okay. Relax. Yeah, I'm not... In, I, I, I might I give it a shot, but I'm not... It's, well, I will say, as far as, like, older movies go, I can't recommend uh, Dead Time Stories enough. And you really like that one. I really like it. It's not... I'm I'm not saying it's, like, one of the greatest movies of all time. However, if you're looking for something a little different as far as anthology movies, on the visuals alone, uh, I really love this movie. The stories are kind of goofy, but, man, this has one of my favorite werewolves. Uh, in a movie with a, like a really cool transformation and like a fun, I think genuinely, gen- genuinely thrilling chase scene. There's just tons of like gore and gross out slime, oogie boogie kind of stuff. So I think it's a lot of fun. I don't want to get too deep into it, but if you see dead time stories floating around, it's worth a watch for sure. You know, uh, I want to watch um, a newer, a newer movie that I haven't seen. It came out a couple, two, three years ago. But I'm the thing is on my list this year is Border. Do you remember that when that came out? I have seen Border. And oh, I, you have? I, I'm going to tell you right now that we are not going to talk about Border. Uh, if you, you, you can talk about the basic setup if you want, but beyond that, we will say nothing because you have to go into this movie almost completely cold and it will leave you a changed person. I mean, that's Without basically question. how... How I'm going in, like I've seen the trailer and that's it. And I know it's like I know that it's written by like based on a book written by the guy who wrote "Let the Right One In." And that's all. That's pretty much all I know about it. And that there's like these Neanderthal-looking dudes in modern day. Um, but yes, I'm very excited to watch that one as, some, as for something new. Yes, I can't. Little, I can't recommend different. Border enough. However, I will say it will not spook you in a fantastical delightful Halloween way. Yeah, it seems like a much more just kind of like get under the skin type movie. It will movie. permanently scar you uh, yeah, emotionally. If you have little kids out there and you don't want and you want to watch something kind of creature feature but don't want to uh, like have them be scarred, Keith, you turned me on to a movie that I watched the other day. If your uh, kids watch Border, they will be taken away from you. <laughs> uh, Love and Monsters. Oh, yeah, that's a hell of a movie. Which is not necessarily like a Halloween movie, but there's lots of like. No, it's got more of a summer vibe to it. Yeah, creature featurey type stuff. There's some creepy parts. Um, very appropriate for kids. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I do think you recommended it to me because there is a dead character named Elliot in it, and you were trying to send me a message. Um, and that's but that's okay. I still like the movie. That's exactly what I did. I sent a message. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that's that's that. Those would be my highlights of things I would recommend or uh, have you know plans to check out. Yeah, I've got a few more here. Uh, Antlers, I think, is finally going to be coming out in October. Um, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This movie was supposed to come out, I think, like two years ago or some nonsense. Like I've I've had my eye on this for a while and. Uh, I caught caught wind that it's it's probably going to be coming out in October, so that's got a yeah, really October, awesome October October twenty ninth. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It's about a, a kid who's haunted by spooky 
imagery and draws pictures about it as as one does and, it's about uh, a, a haunted antlers yeah yeah it's a haunted hipster decor for uh, your your for modern living uh no it looks really cool uh it's kind of hard to to describe but uh you know a terrorized kid and a nervous teacher and they're up against uh, uh something they can't possibly handle so uh, definitely watch the trailer you know what I would like to see? I would like to see more movies about the ghosts of inanimate objects. And I'm not talking about inanimate objects that are haunted or possessed by some other spirit. I'm talking about like, oh, I threw my VCR away and its ghost came back to haunt me. I don't understand. Well, let's say it's like, you you know, you you had a VCR. I mean, this is not, it's going to be an outdated idea at this point in this in 2021, but this is just the first thing I thought of. You buy a, a, a DVD player, right? Because and then you're like, well, I don't need this VCR anymore. And you throw it in the trash. It goes to the dump. It gets smashed. It's dead. Well, it turns out that VCR had a soul and a spirit and feelings. Oh, and, sort of like uh, uh, Christine. Yeah, but that wasn't a that wasn't a ghost. It was like that. With that car was born with a spirit and soul, and it was evil and was just evil. I'm talking about like, what if you like broke a coffee cup, and it turns out that the ghost of the coffee cup came back to ruin your your coffee experiences in the future. I mean, does that mean then by by your logic that if you say stepped on a grape, that grape would die and come back to haunt you? Yes. It sounds that sounds like an R.L. Stein setup, like the curious case of the haunted grape. No, but it's the grape isn't haunted; it's not possessed by an, another spirit. Okay, it's just everything's alive. Or maybe it's not even alive. It's just we didn't we didn't realize that. Uh, like, uh, like I feel like you're just describing Star Wars. Like this is the the Force concept. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. And then you're going to be like, ah, the twist is that it was just germs. No, I'm just saying, like, I want... The midi-chlorians, Annie. The midi-chlorians. Is is this even a thing that's ever happened? You know, like, the ghost of a rock. Like, a rock dies and its ghost comes back. That's it right there. We'll call it blood from a stone. The Elliot Greenman story. There we go. I mean, yeah. There we are. Elliot Greenman was a... A mild-mannered barkeep in a small town in, in in anywhere USA. Well, one day he stepped on a rock or ran over a rock with his bicycle, and uh, now back. he's got more than he bargained for as yeah. the rock takes its revenge. There, there you go. It just was a rock. It wasn't hurting nothing, and now it's going to get Elliot. It's going to get me. <laughs> Show him. <laughs> I guess rubber, you could argue that rubber is, have you ever seen rubber about the the sentient tire? I started watching it. It's a sentient tire. It's not the ghost of a tire. It might be the ghost of a tire. I don't know. I feels like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a non, it's a corporeal, it's a corporeal tire. Um, It's here. It's in the physical realm. Also that movie fucking sucks. It's, awful i think it i think it definitely had potential but it uh it was just so far up its own ass it's just too long and there's too 
It just it's exhausts re- the the concept too quickly. It's really pretentious and dumb, and I I don't know. Like that same director, like he's made a couple movies after that that looked interesting. Quentin like, Dupieux. Not- yeah, I was like, I'm not watching these because I thought Rubber looked interesting, and it just turned into like a total jerk off. Yeah, what was I'm that like- dog movie that he made yeah. about the guy and his dog? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called. But it looked interesting, and now you made a movie called like Mandibles about like a giant bug in a the back seat of a car or something. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds awesome, but I'm not gonna fucking watch it. But then the bug has like it is like going through an existential crisis, and it's like getting divorced and like. See that I would watch. It's like it's just like Badlands, but instead of Harry Dean Stanton, it's a giant bug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wandering around bemoaning his existence are you talking about paris texas oh maybe i'm talking about that yeah that's i don't what know why i said badlands badlands is that uh, uh blah, 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 blah. martin sheen as like on the run from the law oh yeah oh speaking of martin sheen he shows up inexplicably in that fucking uh steve carell movie seeking a friend for the end of the world uh-huh and gives a tremendous performance that's what he does these days. He just pops into movies like he's like, "Here I am." And he showed got he guess what? He was wearing a fucking bomber jacket. That son of a bitch. That's crazy. Yeah, I uh I enjoyed that movie. I just watched that recently and uh I like the the opening of it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh some of the jokes Actually, a lot of the humor didn't really work for me, but I did just enjoy like the characters kind of maneuvering through the the scenario and uh kind of popping into all these different locations to see what people are doing mm-hmm. uh under the circumstances uh i thought that was kind of interesting hmm. i didn't uh, the ending was you know, whatever like i don't want to say predictable but it was like they pretty much gave you what you signed up for so yeah but i i love my favorite bit was uh as soon as they find out, everyone finds out that uh, a meteor is about to crash into the earth and kill everyone in like 21 days or something like that. And Steve Carell tries to kind of keep going and keeps going to work and things like that. But he inexplicably just kind of occasionally sips out of a cough syrup bottle. <laughs> so while everyone else is like drinking and doing drugs and having sex and just going like berserk, he's just sort of meandering around and just kind of like, takes a, a little slug off of this cough syrup bottle like once in a while. Like he's not overdoing it, but just like, just to take the edge off. <laughs> I love that. I love that it's just like a subtle, like there's no risk involved, but the right. the mild amount of risk is what draws him to it. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I could, you know, potentially give myself like a liver problem later down the line if I keep this up. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've also got a few others here on the list. Uh, this movie, Night Books. Night Books? Night Books. Yeah, it's another Netflix. I got a lot of Netflix uh, movies lined up here. Uh, it's like a, it's about an accountant that works the graveyard shift. Oh, God. That would be incredible. Yeah, he's just like, oh, got to make sure this math all shakes out. 
<laughs> spreadsheets. I'm not ready for that. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's like the witch who's like, you got to tell me a bunch of stories or I'll eat you. Yeah, which is actually, um, what movie is that? Where she's going to, where Debbie Harry is going to cook the kid. Isn't that? Um, oh, yeah. What is that? It's fucking uh, Tales from the Dark Side, right? The movie? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. It's definitely one of those. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he keeps telling her the stories and then like... Yeah, to distract her from... Um, yeah, it 100% is. She's going to cook him in the oven and eat him as as a witch yeah. does. And he keeps telling her stories to... Uh, it's, yeah, stall. it's Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Jo- little Joey Lawrence. Yeah. yeah, that's such a great... Like, that movie's pretty good. It's not bad for yeah. It's definitely enjoyable. Uh, the bookend the, segments are awesome. Yeah, the, the mummy segment with Steve Buscemi is really entertaining, and I yeah. think Christian Slater is in there too. Yep. And then the uh, I like the the fucking gargoyle thing with James Remar and oh yeah, and uh, what's her name from uh, uh, Commando? Isn't it? Isn't it uh, it's Ray Dong Chong. Yes. Yeah. I think that that story is actually pretty entertaining. And then... Yes. Uh, I forget what the other one is. Is there one with a cat or something? Oh, yeah. The cat from hell. Where they, yeah. the rich guy hires the hitman to kill the cat. Yeah. Yeah, this is fucking great. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good movie. That is so... That's such a fucking a hilarious setup. That's like one mm-hmm. of the funniest things I've ever heard. And the ending of that one is really cool too. It's super gross. Yeah, that's that's a good there. There you go. Everyone, you check that one out if you haven't seen it. Yeah. So yeah, this loser movie, Nightbooks, that's not even remotely as good as Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, it's about a kid who's obsessed with scary stories. Uh, he gets trapped in a witch's apartment, and he has to keep making stories in order to keep from being killed. And they, there are some cool shots of like these rooms that are, you know, covered ceiling to floor in books and things like that. And it seems like a pretty cool kids movie. Uh, the the kid sort of looks like a pint sized R.L. Stein, and I can't tell if they've digitally altered his face or anything like that. But mm-hmm. he looks kind of kind of odd. And there's another uh, a kid that's trapped in there with him, and they become friends and all that. Oh, it's, it's kind of fun. Do you remember that there was like a Tales from the Crypt cartoon series? Yes, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. That yeah. is also available on Tubi, I believe, in its entirety. I totally forgot about that one. And uh, yeah, you're right. It's on Tubi. It's um, super lame. Unfortunately, is it super lame. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, I was like, maybe I'll go watch some of this later because I don't because I just so vaguely remember it being a thing. I tried watching one episode and it was like a real slog to get through. Yeah, it was like the voice acting was real, real bad. All right, well, don't 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 check that one out. Then. Yeah, I mean, maybe watch an episode if you feel like it, but I didn't. I wasn't wasn't into it at all. Uh, let's see if there's anything else I wanted to mention from my list here. I got a lot of movies on there. Oh, I also finally wanted to check out this movie, uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. 
Oh, yeah, I've seen that. I just never, I never got around to watching it. I always kind of did. I was, when it first came out, I was actually a little turned off by it, but eventually I was like, ah, let's give this a whirl. I think the setup is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Like a, a camera crew is following around uh, this uh, serial killer as he gets ready to, to, well, he's like a, a it's supposed to be like a Jason Voorhees type guy or something, right? Well, well, he idolizes all of those fictional slashers, right? And he's it, it's his goal to become the greatest slasher of all time by murdering his entire small town. And this documentary film crew is following him around as he gets gets ready for that. And is it not? To, does it take? I can't remember. Does it take place in a world though where like all those guys? really existed like the, oh there really was a michael myers and there was a jason Voorhees. that's what not i'm not sure about that part specifically that's kind of how i remember it but it's been a while since yeah it might it. be i'm not seeing anything like that where i'm reading about it but that's wait did you not, possible. i thought you have you i thought you said you had just watched it no that's not i haven't seen it that's on my list oh okay of things to watch i mean gotcha. it came out it's crazy it came out in 2006 but yeah but I feel like it. I feel like it is like, like it's in an alternate re- world where it's everything's like the way it is, it is, except that like those guys were all real, you know. I mean, that would actually make sense if he's going to idolize them. You know, the same way like you know, true crime buffs now like are like right in in too deep on all these serial killers, and we've got fifteen right. movies about Ted Bundy, right? Right. Yeah. I, imagine like yeah, that was the case with you know, Jason and Michael Myers, like there's still the same amount of movies, but they're based off a true crime story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. It's uh it's not without its charm. Um, it is at times like just like this documentary type movie, like you're watching a documentary and then at other times it switches to now it's like a movie movie. And those scenes really don't work in my opinion. Ah. It kind of, and it kind of falls apart at the end, but it's, I'd say it's worth watching. You know, it's a, a clever idea that, you know, maybe the execution isn't a hundred percent, but it, it's got some spirit. There's a movie exactly like exactly what you're talking about as far as like the, the like found sort of found footage documentary part, like being really cool and fresh. And then the rest mm-hmm. of it just being bunk is this movie called the paper tigers. And uh-huh. it's, it's about uh, three sort of martial arts prodigies who, you know, they were trained by a, a, a master when they were young and they were his most prized students. But then when they got grew up and got older, they all turned into, you know, pieces of shit, like just, you know, office drones and like old and fat and, you know, didn't keep up with their training and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But the movie opens with them kind of filming their training. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's recorded on a, a variety of different devices, right? Like a, a VHS camcorder and the digital cameras. And they go from just like training in a garage and a karate studio to, you know, getting into fights at school and then being involved in these like underground fight club type fights for money. And they're all like, you know, filmed, handheld and, and all that. And it's all really cool. I've but heard that's good just things like the, about that movie, yeah. It's like but, the opening five minutes. And then the rest yeah. of the movie is like, it's super uneven as it tries to navigate between like 
you know, a serious drama about these guys who like, right, you know, couldn't fulfill their potential and had to surrender to, you know, quote unquote, a normal life. Mm-hmm. And also like trying to be like uh, quirky and offbeat, like dark comedy. Yeah. And it just yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't work at all. Like it's, yeah. which is too bad because like, there's a lot of like the performers and stuff are, are cool and, I don't know. It's it's definitely a miss, but like that opening scene and uh, all that, the footage of them training and, and being involved in these fights and stuff really got me hyped for it. And I hope there's more martial arts movies like that, that deal with those kinds of ideas because mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting. I mean, in the same way that kid detective movie, right? You take sort of yeah. one of these tropes as your jumping off point, mm-hmm. you know, cause this, the kids in this movie could have easily been like, oh, there's actually a fucking cameo from the guy from Karate Kid Part 2. Like the bad guy. Oh, okay. And they make a joke about it. And they're like, who's this guy? He thinks he's some kind of karate kid. Jesus. Yeah, it's really lame. But it could have been like, you know, imagine like, oh, you remember the three ninjas? Well, what happened when they grew up? Right. You know, and, and how did that translate into the real world? Maybe one of them, you know, maybe the the fat one, like, uh, you know, developed a gambling addiction. Or maybe the, you know, Rocky and Emily, like, had three kids and then got divorced because, mm-hmm. you know, he cheated on her or something like that, you know? But anyways. Yeah. You know, you just mentioned Kid Detective, and honestly, that might not be a bad one for people to check out this month. I mean, it's not a, really a horror movie or anything, but it's a mystery movie and has kind of takes place in that transition period between the end of summer and the beginning of fall. And it gets kind of creepy towards the end. Um, uh, it has some dark developments. Uh, and I really, I, I know we have mentioned it on the show before in passing, but it's really good. I'd, I'd give it a shot. Yeah, that's definitely on my list. I don't know when I'll get to it, but yeah, I definitely want to check it out. And then one one thing that I will always watch at the start of October is at least half of The Fog. I might not watch all of The Fog, oh. but I will unequivocally watch the first half. Dude, 100%. Like The opening I'll... with the, the old fisherman telling the story is unparalleled in when like... You... October vibes, man. Yeah, when you talk about like what's a movie that feels like Halloween in a setting that feels like Halloween, like that's it. Yeah, man. And it's even though it's shot in California, like it's such a relatable looking town and everybody's wearing flannel shirts and Mm -hmm. it's great. It's awesome. And yeah, like I said, I might not stick it out till the very end, but I'll at least watch until the fog starts rolling in. Totally. Yeah. I, I I'd say stick it out, man. You gotta get that ending with the with the ghost pirates. <laughs> it's true. I love the way the ghost pirates look with the red yeah. eyes. And yeah. I love the like the glowing cross. Like all that mm-hmm. shit is fucking cool. I could honestly do without Tom Atkins and Jamie Lee Curtis. The little subplot of him picking up a hitchhiker is like yeah. a little skeezy, but I mean John Carpenter was kind of a hippie and he right. was still like you know, this movie was made a long time ago, so it's fine, but I just can't, I can't handle that Tom Atkins is like such a fucking adult of a man and they always juxtapose him with these like young girls who look like they're in high school compared to him. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, okay, like Halloween 3 is like, 
It's yeah, brutal. Like, yeah, it's like it's like oh, she's really into him, and I was like, why, 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 why? But he's like, they even like not just with like her in Halloween three, like he he's kind of like written in the script as being like everyone refers to him as like oh, it's that handsome hot doctor. <laughs> it's like, and it's not that he's like a bad looking guy or anything, but he, like you said, he's just like a pudgy old man. Yeah, he's like a real like kind of a dirtbag, honestly. And yeah. Like, if I if someone tried to describe like a good looking doctor. Like, I would think of, like, essentially, like, an NFL quarterback, but, like, wearing scrubs. Yeah, or, not, like... Not, like, the Tom Atkins vibe, but I right. mean... Like, he's a perfectly fine-looking dude, but he's, like, he, yeah. he's not, like, this the sex pot they describe him as in the movie. I He also probably fucking smells like a bowling alley. Like, the guy, like, literally never stops, like, drinking and, and like, smoking like, and hanging out in bars and yeah. just, like, yeah. Now that's not to say I don't like Tom Atkins, but no, totally. It's just a weird, <laughs> yeah. weird uh, character choice. Yeah. But well, yeah, I just I I, I have a actually I have a Blu-ray of The Fog that I picked up a while ago that I haven't watched yet. So hold on. Yeah, you got to pop that in, baby. Fire it up and maybe tell the difference. Right. On DVD. I don't fucking know. Well. Do you have uh do you have any you said mentioned about candy preferences. Do you want to get into that before oh, yeah, we, man. before we like uh, check out here? Yeah, I think that'll that'll pretty much wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not only do I love the debate now around like uh uh like edibles being sort of a bait and switch like Halloween prank. What, what like you mean oh like yeah, find someone that you're giving them weed candy. Yeah, there's like a moral panic of like, hey, parents, check your, check your candy because people are gonna be, you know, putting trick. Like literally, anyone's going to do that. No, people go to the trouble of fucking buying or making edibles. Like, they're it's not, also like they're not gonna waste it on your dumb wiener kids. Exactly. It's like you know what? It's like I was like, I'm gonna give my drugs away like for free it was like i was listening to something the other day they were talking about like the the nonsense of everyone being of like uh like oh your kid goes to this party and everyone's gonna force him to do drugs like nobody wants to especially if like you're a teenager and it's hard to get drugs no people and, hoard know, that shit they're like they're like you know show up and be like jimon just, just smoke my weed just smoke all my weed like no the, no one's gonna do that yeah that is not the reality and it's like it's like do you want my ecstasy i, I don't want it like here just take all my ecstasy it was expensive yeah and it I, was I, it was difficult <laughs> to find and cost a lot of money why don't yeah. you have it he's like i don't need this cocaine anymore it's for you <laughs> <laughs> like this is literally this is literally doesn't happen yeah um but by that same token like it's crazy how we talk about halloween candy but like the majority of halloween candy is just the same candy candy with a halloween inspired label on it right right that's why i'm a huge fan of the either the companies or whoever goes the extra mile to create something like special and limited edition that you can kind of like hang your hat on and get excited about Mm -hmm. like specifically like Mountain Dew does, they call it voodoo and it's Mm -hmm. a mystery soda flavor and it, it's supposed to taste like a blood. That would be cool though. If it just tastes like a fucking penny, it's like (laughs) (laughs) copper (laughs) one year. It was a candy corn flavor. 
And then one year it was a caramel apple flavor. And it's it's always like a cloudy white a color. Ew. So you have to kind of guess and like figure it out, which is super cool. I think it's like a pretty fun gimmick. Uh, but things like that, I, I will get excited about and go out of my way to try and check out. Or like, you know, spooky gummies, right? Because mm-hmm. gummy worms are, you know, kind of spooky already. But if you could get gummy spiders and right. gummy leeches and uh, gummy tapeworms or... Uh, gummy brain parasites, like I love oh, that. Yeah, or like when, uh, like uh, when like the peanut butter cups are shaped like a bat or something. Oh yeah, very scary. Or even like uh, you know, they'll do the. I think they do the Cadbury cream eggs with like green shit inside or something like yeah. that. I don't. Yeah, are you even cool. a candy guy? I'm not a big candy guy. No. Um, I like a. a, a of like classic, you know, grocery store candies. I like Reese's pieces, you know, a peanut, a good peanut butter cup. I like some of the old timey candies like lemon heads. Overall, I'm not a big candy guy. Like I enjoy like some good well-made chocolate. Oh, like an, okay. Like, like a, like an artisan chocolate. Yeah. With a, Hold on. Let me, from, let from me, Italy, you know, or something. Yeah. Let me wipe off your monocle real quick. Like, I'm a big fan of, you know, those like $20 chocolate bars. Uh, I can get down with those. Where the top um, chocolate tastes like shit because there's no sugar yeah. in it. I hate milk chocolate. Oh, hate it. Dark chocolate all the way. I don't like gummies. So you're not a slave to our our sweet granular queen. No, I mean I like sweet things, but like give me a give me a, a fresh baked cookie, if you will. Or, what about uh, a caramel apple? Get that out of here. I like to dip. Like I'll do the apple dipping apple slices into. A, like a bucket of caramel but mm-hmm. the whole caramel apple is like it's insanity i'm terrified that i'm just gonna yank out one of my teeth yeah plus you know here's the thing i'm not a big fan of caramel just on its uh, of its own like you know like you have a chocolate filled with a bunch of caramel like uh that's not my, my most favorite thing in the world and apples i'm so particular about like so much can go wrong with them like if they're mealy at all it's like get it out of here wow you know and it's like I've I've been like eating an apple and taking a bite into like a brown spot and like almost barfed on numerous occasions. Wow. Like I like I like I only I pretty much only eat Granny Smith apples just because it, they deliver the most consistent crispness. What about Fuji's, to, you son of a bitch? Oh, they're good. I like they're they're fine. I have nothing against the Fuji. I'm just saying like in terms of consistency of the proper amount of tartness and crispness Granny Smith has been the one that's delivered the most in my experience. Because uh-huh. like I tell you, like that brown, me- anything that you hit that brown spot, you hit that mealy spot, Red Delicious, get it out of here. Who the fuck? Yeah, they had to name it Delicious to trick people into eating it. I'm baffled that they even, like you go to the store and they still exist. That someone, there's someone out there buying these app, those apples. All right. You've made your position very clear on apples. What about uh, like pumpkin flavored stuff, like okay. pumpkin flavored Oreos and shit like that? My mother, oh, here we go, makes a fantastic pumpkin chocolate chip pumpkin bread. I can get down with that. I'm not a pumpkin hater. I am not any of those things. But like so many of those, it's just like the the artificial pumpkin flavor. Is not good. 
don't care for it. Overdone. I don't need my life to be inundated with pumpkins from late September to late uh, November. I mean, that's fair enough. What? Also, why don't we eat pumpkins in, in more savory dishes? We eat every other squash in a savory dish. Why not a pumpkin? Honestly, I can't answer that. I am so baffled by the consumption of pumpkins. Like, I don't, I don't eat pumpkin at all. I've always been confused by it. I mean, let's huh? get get to the real nitty gritty here. And where where do you land on candy corn? Oh, it's gross. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say it's necessarily like gross, but it's just like you put it in your mouth and you're like, why? Yeah, I could literally have like th- three pieces of candy corn max. And I'm done. I'm done for the year. I'm done for like five years. I'm like, that was, that was great. Thank you. Uh, it's just sugar. It's like literally. Like, yeah, why don't I cut out the middleman and I'll just eat a spoonful of sugar? Yeah. So, yeah, my, my candy consumption does not go up in the month of October. No, you're not a candy candy boy at all. Mm-mm. If anything, it might go down. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly, I'm a sucker for if someone can come up with a spooky gimmick drink, uh, I'm all yeah. about it. Yeah, okay, okay. Or you put like a, a little a little guy on a on a cocktail, a little guy or whatever. Yeah, and it looks like they're they're climbing out. They're like or you, or like or a like bat a, or something. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Or you could like impale like a little muscle man on a cocktail st- uh, umbrella. I mean, it's, he's dead in your drink. Well, I guess that's. Uh, <laughs> really put the, the the final nail in the coffin of oh, this episode. Man, I thought we could banter our way out of this one and nope. wow, we really ran out of steam. Sorry guys. Happy beginning of Halloween month. Uh, we hate you and ourselves. Yeah, um, welcome to we... spooky season. David yeah. S. Pumpkins gif. Ugh. Okay, that's it. That's enough. We're done. Keith sent us out. It's almost time, kids. Get ready for the big giveaway. And until next time, The dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone. Do you know why we celebrate Halloween? Because that's when we go trick-or-treating and get candy. Well... Yes, but a long, long time ago, it was a night of great power. When the days grew short and the spirits of the dead returned to their homes to warm themselves by the fireside. All across the land, huge bonfires were lit. Oh, there was a marvelous celebration. People danced. And they played games, and they dressed up in costumes, hoping to ward off the evil spirits, especially the boogeyman.